Good morning, afternoon, weekend, Monday, Friday, whichever to you, Aheadians. Welcome to another episode of the Life It Ahead podcast. I'm your host, Nick Rodriguez, and today we have a special episode focused on Aheadians who are making an impact. Ahead's vision, our vision, is to make an extraordinary impact on our industry, our clients, and each other. Making an impact. What does that mean? It goes beyond leaving a mark or creating change. It's about harnessing our unique strengths, passions, and experiences to create positive and lasting transformation. Joining us today are three remarkable employees who are making an extraordinary impact. Nick Collier, a leader who fosters a culture of continuous learning and empowers his team. Shay Allen, a senior recruiter who extends her impact beyond the workplace to support her local community. And Ian Hansen, a service account manager who drives his commitment to making a positive impact on our clients with enthusiasm and purpose. Each guest will showcase the diverse ways in which impact can be achieved. Before we begin, let's talk about gratitude. I want to take a moment to emphasize the importance of recognizing and appreciating the people in our lives who make a difference. In a fast-paced world where we often get caught up in our own pursuits, it's crucial to pause and acknowledge the impact others have on us. Recognizing people's efforts and expressing gratitude not only uplifts their spirits, but also strengthens our relationships and creates a positive ripple effect. When we take the time to appreciate others, we cultivate a culture of support, encouragement, and empathy. It's a simple yet powerful act that can transform lives and organizations. That's why I encourage you to use Thanks, our platform dedicated to helping you express your gratitude in a meaningful way. From personalized shoutouts to nominating someone for an impact award, Thanks enables you to acknowledge the impact someone has had on you and make them feel truly seen and valued. Personally, I have a calendar block every Friday to ground myself with gratitude and express my appreciation for others on Thanks. Each of us has the power to make a difference by recognizing the contributions of others. Let's make it a priority to celebrate the achievements, efforts, and kindness of those around us. Visit Thanks through Okta today and discover how a simple act of recognition can have a profound impact on the lives of others. All right, get ready to be inspired by these three remarkable individuals who are making waves in their respective spheres. Their stories of impact will remind us of the power we each hold to make a difference. So let's dive into their journeys and discover the invaluable lessons they have to share. In Nick Collier's story of impact, he leads a team that embraces a culture of continuous learning and skill development. Through internal and external training courses, YouTube videos, and blogging, Nick's team constantly seeks out new skills to excel in their field. This dedication to education has become a cornerstone of their work, enabling them to deliver exceptional results and empower their customers. As the team grows and embraces new ideas, they create a supportive environment where trying new things and witnessing positive outcomes brings a sense of fulfillment and fosters the emergence of new leaders. So I've got Nick here with me today. How are you doing, Nick? Hey, good. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for asking. Uh, for those of the folks who are listening today do, uh, who don't know you, do you mind doing a quick introduction? Yeah, sure. Happy to. Yeah, great, great to meet everyone. My name is Nick Colley. I'm the senior director for our cloud and DevOps managed solutions group at Ahead. I've been at Ahead for, geez, coming up on 10 years now, had uh, multiple hats from when we were a small company of just over 100 employees and setting up our first AWS and automation practice, uh, then the Azure practices that followed and very, very recently 
you know, took over running our managed solutions group the last couple of years and, you know, reinventing what it means to run managed services. Uh, awesome introduction, Nick. I am not surprised about the many hats and that you're such a maverick. <laughs> um, you absolutely were uh, integral to basically my career launching here at Ahead. You took a lot of risks and gave me a lot of opportunities to work on really cool projects with like graphic conceptualization and everything. And I think there's a slide, maybe you're still using it, that I, I made back right. in 2014. Yeah, I was gonna gonna make the same joke. Yeah, we definitely had some uh, parallel careers of taking risk here. So definitely a lot of great things I can say about by you as well. I love working with you and the team. But uh, yeah, I think you know what's interesting. Actually, you bring that slide up is, I think that was nine nine years ago, four, eight years ago, somewhere yeah. around that. Um, you know, a lot of the problems, even though the technology changes, a lot of the challenges are still there. You know, people talk about people process technology all the time. Um, but when we look at that slide, it's still a case of people trying to, you know, hand off a piece of paper to other people and, uh, you know, get things up and running quickly because the business wants to move faster. I think it's 2023. I feel like we've come out of a pandemic. Everybody wants to move even faster and do more with less the terms we hear constantly. And it's, it's tough out there right now. And so... Some of those uh, items from the past, I think, are really good to, to revisit as well. I brought it up in the abstract, but I've been hearing about how you're leading a team focused on embracing a culture of continuous learning and skill development. You're passionate about this, and I'd love to learn a little bit more about how you are making an impact on your team. Yeah, I mean, I was excited to take this role in the last couple of years. I think any time we're either, you know, enhancing a team or investing in a new area of technology and have to build a team, I definitely passionate about that. And, you know, one of the core tenets I always go back to is, uh, you know, education and empowerment. And, you know, is the team ready to take on the challenge if we just, you know, hire a bunch of people and put them in front of customers, you know, when we're obviously not setting the customer up for success if our team's not ready, but we're really not setting the team up uh, for growth if we don't have a, a program in place to to help the team grow. And I go back to prior to joining ahead even, um, God, there was a it was an HR website I found probably 14 years ago. And there was one uh, slide or image they had, and it said 50% of your job is doing your job. 50% uh, of your job is improving the way you do your job or growing your career. Um, and I try to use that with my team uh, quite a lot, at least that philosophy of, okay, where, where are you today? Well, okay, you've got tasks you've got to get done. We've got clients that are demanding, absolutely critical. But if we're not growing ourselves and moving forward and you know building that team collaboration, then you know our long-term success is just it's always going to be, you know, trying to trying to hack against the wall till you get through all the tasks of the day. And we've got to find new and more efficient ways to do things. So I think I think that's core. And then I think the other part you mentioned, yeah, I mean, my passion for education, I, I absolutely love it. Um, I do a lot of work, you know, outside of a head to in the education space. I, I joke with my wife that maybe uh, if I ever decide to change career, I'll probably just go teach technology at some point at a university or something. But uh, yeah. uh, absolutely love to do it because uh, I think you can tell the difference between highly trained people and, and people that aren't highly trained and, and also, you know, who are those people getting the investment they need, which I think is so critical for their growth. Yeah, uh, t totally. I think, you know, what's that saying? If you have like two hours to chop wood, you spend like an hour and a half sharpening the ax and the other 30 yeah. minutes chopping the wood. Yeah, I, th I think that's totally right. Yeah, and you asked the question, so I didn't get to the uh, uh, making an impact. I, th I think it was the question there, you know, how are we making an impact inside ahead uh, with our clients and uh, and in the community? So, 
Yeah, I think inside ahead, what's been fantastic is, you know, when I started this team just over a year and what, 18 months ago now, um, a lot of it, it was very small. A lot of it was probably myself doing lunch and learn Fridays and things and get, you know, teaching people what we didn't know. Now we've shifted really to multiple people signing up on a schedule and actually giving that training out um, themselves. So we sort of train the trainer. Uh, we've got another engagement going on right now with a peer of mine, and we've just hired a new uh, AWS DevOps uh, architect. Uh, and he's been trained to go and run these workshops and train on site with a customer. Uh, but then he will go and train other people. And I think that's, I know people talk about train the trainer, but you actually have to just execute and get on with it and and do it really really well and be you know particular about the fact that hey it's not always the one person anymore it's it's multiple people that can now carry carry that message and that in turn i think automatically passes on to our clients but the same thing uh, the same uh, group of individuals i just mentioned also they're now recording videos at their clients, like tutorial videos. So they finish a project, they leave behind a tutorial video. Uh, and that makes a difference because in the client, you know, next time they want to know how we did something on that project, well, go check the video we left behind for you. It's already there for you. Um, and then in the community as well, you know, we encourage the team, you know, attend conferences, attend the Harness Unscripted conference coming up, reinvent, et cetera, user groups. It's really up to them. Some people are very active on social media. Some aren't. It's not everybody's thing, but um, the key is just, yeah, how are you, um, how are you empowering other, other people and how are you teaching or teaching people to teach uh, just as importantly? Yeah, so I think we're already kind of touching on some of this, but, you know, what do you think the results are of the culture that you're creating within your team? I think um, the confidence level of individuals goes up significantly when they can teach or some people use the term run a room. Um, so if you're able to go to a workshop and teach a concept to someone, the more you do that by repetition, like I've seen people very early, very nervous, you know, their first screen recording even, uh, and they need a lot of hand holding through that or their first workshop and a bit nervous. You know, I was too. I remember coming to a head and, you know, I would get, you know, anxiety, I think, going up in the front of the room of our clients. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but I think when you, you help people realize, um, you know, you can anchor on your experience and the technology and just the more you, you know, repeat and through repetition pre present, uh, the better and better you get at it. And then the easier it becomes over time. And so, um, I think the result, the impact, I mean, you see it day in, day out. It's it's people's confidence goes up first and foremost. And then secondly, I mean, it leads from a business perspective. We have increased sales. People are more successful in the room. We have more in, uh, repeat business as a result because customers are more satisfied because when people are in the room talking, they're educating them. People leave feeling uh, they got something out of that. And then just, just as important within our peers and the community, you know, inside of a head, uh, you know, more and more those senior individuals, there's more collaboration, there's more sharing of knowledge. You know, uh, I know we're going to talk about some of the rules to live by today, but one of those is, you know, all documents go on SharePoint or in our service now KB area. Uh, and it's just that there's sort of that end to end system of sharing of from start to finish. Hey, I'm, I'm somebody new to presenting. Now I'm a great presenter. Now I'm creating lots and lots of content for, for people out ahead and our customers. Where do I put that content? How do I make sure people have access to it? Um, those things all all naturally follow. Yeah, definitely. And how does it make you feel seeing someone, you know, maybe going in, it's their first time presenting, they're really nervous, and then they become, you know, really confident in the room and are able to run it really well. How does that make you feel? 
Yeah, I mean, it feel it feels great for the first the first part, but uh, I mean, it, you know, just to use an example. Recently, you know, one of the directors of my team, one of the engineers, you know, um, my director, he, you know, he's come a long way in this area too. Now he's coaching lots of people, and he's got a bunch of leads that are now presenting. He feels good. People have career growth. They feel good. I mean, it just changes the entire dynamic and feeling of the group when people are given that opportunity. Uh, frankly, it makes my life easier too, right? My day-to-day my -day job is a lot easier when people are more successful because people aren't always coming to me. I mean, there was this joke that it was like the next show and people, you know, when <laughs> somebody scheduled a calendar meeting and, you know, I joked the other day, I was like, it's definitely not the next show anymore. <laughs> like it's, you know, there's a team here and I, I don't, you know, often now I don't present on the meetings. I just have the team go and, you know, come up with new presentations, new blogs. You know, I really want it to be more and more self-sufficient. I think there's more we can do as a team. Uh, I think we, you know, had a lot of success, but we need to keep it up. And, you know, as the company grows, obviously there's always pressures on people's time, as I mentioned. So that 50% gets harder and harder. Uh, so how do yeah. we, you know, ensure it builds upon itself? How does a head facilitator encourage your impactful actions? There's so much discussion around impact. I think that's aligned so well with the work um, that we're doing in the team around education because everyone now talks about, are we making an impact? Are we making an impact at our customer? Are we, you know, is that, was that meeting impactful? You know, is that new technology, that vendor X that we're working with, you know, wants, wants to try out, is that, is that going to be impactful? It's tested out. And so I think first and foremost, just having it as part of the general culture and the way we think of ourselves, I think is really, really important. And so it's definitely encouraged, you know, flat out 23. Um, it's all about impact. And I, and I think that shows, you know, we, we leave when we talk to our customers today, the first thing we want to talk to them about is what's the impact we're making, you know, to your point, you know, inside of our head with our clients and, and in our community, right? All those things are, are equally important. Uh, so I, I would, I would just anchor on that in particular. I mean, it's, it's the, it's the core of the culture now, uh, and that builds upon itself. Yeah. It's one of those things where like you hear what the, the messaging and the new strategy and kind of like the theme around everything and an impact. And for me, I was like, a light bulb moment you're like yeah like it's so weird it's like it. how i Love felt it. for the whole time and then you're like yeah like, what are we doing this here is the word yeah. yeah yeah this is the word you mentioned this earlier and i'm super interested fun rules to live by what are these yeah so this is interesting this actually came when i worked at transunion uh i had a director who came in and he uh, made an attempt very clearly to articulate our culture and the rules that the team needs to live by or principles to live by is a better is a better way to put it. So they're the, the principles to live by. And I was thinking about this recently. And as we were relaunching managed solutions or, you know, moving into what we call next gen managed solutions, you know, could we do something something similar? Uh, and so we came up with these and there's a, there's a handful of, of principles to live by. So to give you an example, we have a lot of fun with this. You know, overall approach, uh, principle one is follow all principles, right? Principle two is you can't change principle number one. And then you immediately get into principle three, which I love, which is assume positive intent. And I, I, I leverage that one a lot when we talk to the team. You know, people get frustrated. Everybody does day to day. You know, there's a lot of pressures in, in the environment, just in the speed that we work at. Um, and so sometimes you anchor on that. You're like, well, first of all, like assume the person's coming from a positive place. 
uh, and they're trying to do good and that immediately like deflates any you know, you know difficult situation um, some of the others like we work as a team no one is done until everyone is done no one is successful unless everyone is successful i think uh you know is absolutely critical uh, then you get down to some more fun ones. I'm actually going to skim through our list here. I'll pull them up. Uh, teach people to fish. Don't give them a fish daily. I think is fantastic. Uh, hold each other accountable. I think you know this one too. We talk about the left hand's responsible for the right what the, uh, the right hand is doing, and vice versa. So, you know, I think that's important. As you know, when we talk about accountability, there was a culture in you know one group at some point of, uh, you know, well, this was X fault and this was Y's fault and. You know, they didn't tell me X or Y. And it's like, well, no, we're responsible for finding out just as much as we're responsible for telling other people the information. And that that sort of helps a lot. And I think people take that on board. And, and then there's some more fun ones like be on time and no meetings after 3 p.m. on Fridays. That's been a fun one because everybody's in a different yeah. time zone in our company mm -hmm. now. So we've had to, mm -hmm. I think it moved to like 1 p.m. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, pretty interesting. And then uh, I'll give you the last one. A lunch meeting means you are providing lunch for all attendees. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Subscribe. So. Yes. Uh, yeah, can we exactly. all live by that rule? <laughs> yeah, or, or people don't schedule as many lunches than lunch meetings, right? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But yeah. No, I think those are all really amazing rules. Some ones that I really identified with, uh, you know, the left hand is responsible for the right hand, vice versa. It's kind of like, yes, you can say like, oh, well, I didn't know. But it's also up to you to find out. Like, you, yeah. you need to be driven. You need to hold yourself accountable. Uh, and I really love that. I, I, You know, some of the other ones that you're talking to where it's like, no one's done until everyone's done. Like, when you said that, I literally got like chills up my arm. That's, that's the kind of team I want to be on where everyone's yeah. in there together. And when one person wins, everyone wins. And when, when there's still work to be done, we're all working and getting it done. Yeah, I think that one's so critical because, you know, by by the nature of business, when we scope out some work to do some technology work at a, at a customer, there's going to be a level of effort. There's various roles and everybody's allocated hours. And if you go by the exact plan that you laid out for the level of effort, some people, you know, nothing ever goes 100% according to plan. Everybody's mm -hmm. different. Everything changes. So it's better that the whole team is just marching in the same direction. And often you find projects complete earlier, um, you know, than, than they needed to because you've got other people, oh, this task's finished. They can go help somebody with this other task. Okay, that's finished more quickly now. Uh, we're waiting for this document to be completed. Somebody else can review it. Maybe that, that wasn't their job per se in the in the scope but the fact that everybody's willing to just get on board and help each other i think is uh absolutely critical and and david on my team the director's mentioning i mean he's done a phenomenal job of this with his team you know he he a day in day out i mean he built all these new presentation templates and then immediately went to work with all the team upgrading them together getting everybody on board how to get the data how to pull it together and what probably took weeks at first will take hours now Right, because of the the speed and the automation and the you know just the habits that have formed in the team. Yeah, and you know I see that across a lot of different areas that I had, like my previous team that I used to run and uh, the center of excellence. But you know you'd get those ninety slide decks and you'd have. 30 60 minutes sometimes to get some of these things done yep, and it's yep. like how are you going to do it? and it's not just like oh bummer megan sorry you got that email it's like all right i've got slides one through 30 grace you're on slides 30 through 45 kirsten 45 through 60 megan you've got the last 30 let's all hit it and then once you finish once if you're done with the set early 
time to check in with everyone else yeah, and see what I else you that. can pick love up. That. And all of a sudden you had, yeah, all of a sudden you had this massive project that would have been way too much for one person, but through collaboration and kind of serving each other, we're able to get that done. And then you turn out a high quality product. So it's yeah, really no, that's fantastic. That. Yep. You know, speaking of my example, I'd love to hear a couple of examples of uh, recent wins on your team. Yeah. And um, I think when you say wins from our team, well, I think, I mean, I think the, the fact we've come as far as we we have in the last year. I mean, I think there were five people on this group reboot from from what was the co-pilot team uh, to upwards of thirty to forty people now in the in the managed solutions group in the, in the space, and it's going to keep growing. So, so I think that that in itself has created a community and more bandwidth, more expertise, lot more people that everyone you know can learn from each other which I think is uh, fantastic. I think from an innovative technology and customer impact, you know, one of the investments we made the case for uh, was some of the work we've been doing around developer acceleration. We've been partnered very closely with Harness and AWS, doing a ton of work with them. And, you know, if you looked at this space a year and a half ago, it was going through a big shift. You know, we met with about 10 CIOs. We met with AWS. We met with Gartner. And we, the question we asked everybody was, if you could reinvent managed services for cloud, what would you do? And we took all the feedback from there and took this to the team and ultimately came up with, okay, we weren't doing traditional managed services. We were going to build this, what we call next-gen managed solutions, which are very different to traditional support-based managed services. And and then we took it a step further and built in, you know, we said, what if we could completely do something, you know, let's say that's what people want, but what if we could take them even a step further and automate and, and build accelerators that no one's ever seen before? What if instead of something taking six months, it could take two weeks from the date of signature? So, so that was a critical element. And what we ended up with were, was a project inside the group to build these developer and platform accelerators that we just launched to our sales team about a, just over a month ago now. Uh, and I'll, I've been showing it to customers and it completely blows them away when they see it. Uh, and in fact, we just started our second paid engagement around that, which is fantastic. Feedback from customers so far is this is amazing. Uh, one of the one of the comments they they made, and this loops back to through education here was, hey, we, we work with a lot of partners, a lot of people sell us, say they can do these things and they give us the PowerPoint and everything. And, you know, two days of our team on site, they said this and they said, but you guys actually completely know what you're doing and you come in here and, you know, the quality is so good. And, you know, our CSAT scores were 10 out of 10, you know, across, an, you, know, you know, nearly all of our customers, which is just phenomenal in this industry, our net promoter score is fantastic. So, you know, it's it's a world-class team. And I think that's the the win for me. And it's not one client, it's, it's all of them. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't occasional blips, but we go back to our principles to live by and we figure out what went wrong and we we fix it. But uh, but the results are fantastic. I mean, you think of, a you know, in the plus 80, plus 90 net promoter scores, I mean, plus 30 is considered amazing. You know, the, if anyone doesn't know the score in uh, um, you know, negative 100 or positive 100, you know, to be that high is just phenomenal across the, across the client base. So, so those are a couple there, I would say, yeah, just inside. And then we're seeing the results of all of it play out now. And that's why the team's expanding, you know, because of the, because of the wins, the quality, the satisfaction. I mean, it all ties together and, you know, I'll go back to, we anchor on education and focus, you know, just so, so critical. I mean, congratulations to you and your team. I'm, I'm not yeah, surprised, uh, but uh, it sounds like amazing work. And it sounds like when everyone's bought in and like, 
to the team and you know everyone's doing it together like this is what's possible yeah um how do you learn yeah i mean it's it's interesting because when i when i take a vacation i think it's the first time like i just took this week to california as we were talking about before before we started here um you sort of realize you know i i almost never stop learning when i'm on <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that mm-hmm. comes from a variety of, of ways, right? So outside of work, um, you know, work day or work hours, if you will, uh, I'm definitely on YouTube, checking out the latest, you know, technology news, looking at the latest items. I teach training courses and twofold again, because I love it, but it also keeps me sharp. You know, I teach a lot of external websites and, you know, make sure I'm constantly, you know, teaching other people, whether it's a certification course that I need for myself, well, no better way to know it than to know I can teach it, uh, I think is a, is a great way to do it. Um, and then just from my peers, again, you know, go into meetings, go into our clients, like, I'm always looking for what's the next, next problem or challenge somebody, somebody has. Uh, and that's the part I get most excited about, because, you know, you've got this core fundamental skills and certification and technology, and obviously have years of experience and over 20 plus years in the industry now. But when you get a new challenge, I think it becomes the most uh, exciting period, because you can take that problem, you get back in front of the whiteboard. I love that, you know, we're exiting the pandemic here and can all get get back together now and things are starting to get, you know, back. I see a lot of people coming to the office now and it's like, what's the problem? And we get in front of a whiteboard and we solution, oh, I can use this technology plus this one. And then also just challenging what we've done before again, you know, what happens out of these, these questions that get asked is a spiral of learning activity. You know, I might be on my iPhone, Googling a bunch of stuff, you know, might, might be watching YouTube videos, might be on my laptop. Um, and then, you know, once you sort of done the, the rapid fire searches, if you will, then it's about deep focused or deep learning, if you will, where I actually just need to like zone out, put some headphones on, study something, write something, or build some new content and then present it. And then it's automatic from then on. It just becomes easier and easier to talk about it because it's no longer something that might be, it's something that is. Uh, and that's a big, big shift. So yeah, it never really stops, but uh, you, you, you know, I, don't, I guess I don't realize how much I spend searching. So I'm always trying to find that balance. Like I think every technologist is, but uh, mm-hmm. as long as I'm having fun, it doesn't feel like work. So that's the, that's the part I always try to remember. That's great, Nick. Well, thank you so much for sharing your uh, story of impact today. Uh, you know, just hearing about your team and the fun roles to live by and how everyone's really bought in. It sounds like, you know, uh, a team I would love to be on. So uh, thank you for sharing your story. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Shay Allen's story of impact showcases her remarkable impact, not only within the business, but also in her local community. As a senior recruiter, she plays a pivotal role in driving talent acquisition and contributing to the growth and success of AHEAD. Earlier this year, Shay went above and beyond her professional responsibilities by organizing and hosting a fundraiser for Turning Point of Chittenden County, a vital addiction recovery program in Burlington, Vermont. By raising over $23,000 and committing to hosting the event annually, Shay demonstrates her passion for making a positive impact beyond the workplace, exemplifying the values of empathy, generosity, and serving her community. All right. Welcome, Shay. How are you doing today? Thanks, Nick. Doing pretty well. It's a beautiful day here in Chicago. How are you doing? 
Doing good. It was great uh, getting lunch outside and the weather was absolutely, like you said, absolutely beautiful. Good to gather at the office and, you know, see everyone and get to spend some quality time with the folks here. I know. It's awesome. It's uh, 75 and sunny and it's always good to get together with the colleagues. We got to hear about your impactful story during town hall with uh, Turning Point Recovery Center, I believe in your hometown, correct? Yeah, yeah. So I'm from the Northeast. Um, so I've got a lot of family that's out there in Vermont. Um, I was originally from Maine, but uh, definitely very connected with the, the Burlington, Vermont community. So I'd love to hear more about how you're making an impact in your community. Um, you know, what we wanted to do was serve the Burlington, Vermont community, which is a community that is um, pretty heavily affected by, you know, drug and alcohol addiction. And so, you know, sort of addiction recovery is a, a cause that's pretty close to our family's heart. And so we, uh, you know, myself and my family put on a fundraiser. Um, raising money for a, a nonprofit like Turning Point to be able to help them continue to provide services and, and resources there. It was originally intended to be an ice fishing fundraiser, you know, with a cash buy-in. Quickly had to pivot in, in finding out that the lake was not going to be frozen. So we got creative, did, you know, 50-50 raffle. Uh, which was fun, and then a karaoke competition as well. Um, just finding fun ways to, you know, enjoy spending time together, but also raise money. And so ended up raising um, around $23,000 from folks that were there at that event with us, uh, as well as, um, you know, folks from afar, friends, family, and colleagues as well. That's a fantastic effort, especially when you can get friends and family and the community all involved in facing challenges along the way, you're able to pivot and still be able to make an impact on your community. And I know you're kind of talking about some of the financial outcomes that you had of that uh, from the fundraiser. I mean, $23,000, that's a lot of hard work. The financial impact is obviously huge. Um, you know, it was so cool for us to be able to raise that amount of money. Um, but in choosing Turning Point as, you know, kind of our sole recipient, you know, we are able to have a, a relationship with the director of that program who, you know, can tell us the direct impact of where that money goes and what it's doing for the Burlington community. They, um, every single day, host, uh, you know, community events. So, you know, that money goes towards, you know, making sure they maintain their facilities and then just the growth of that program, their, you know, mission is to save one life at a time. And so being able to, you know, kind of donate that money is so that they can continue to grow and, and save more lives is definitely kind of where that impact has been for us. Yeah, I mean, I can't really get much more impactful than that, if you ask me. Uh, that's fantastic. I also really can always appreciate knowing what you're contributing and how it is making an impact. Being able to have that connection with the person at a turning point just sounds like a very rewarding to be able to know what you're doing and how it's having an impact. Rewarding. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. Speaking of rewarding, you know, how does it make it feel when you're having that kind of impact on your community? Yeah, I think um, the main thing that I feel is is gratitude. Um, you know, I'm very grateful that I'm fortunate enough to be able to, you know, host an event like this, put on a fundraiser like this, but then, you know, grateful that, that you know, I have enough people in, in my life, you know, friends, family, colleagues that are willing to, to donate to a cause like this. So definitely gratitude is probably number one. You know, it also helps me kind of, you know, feel a sense of greater purpose. And so I can connect with that and, and you know, see the impact of what I'm able to do and, um, you know, that kind of greater sense of responsibility, I think, is something that I feel as well from that impact. Making an impact in your community and being able to be 
uh, grateful for it and kind of find a higher purpose. That's, that's amazing. And that's what it's all about. When my team found out that this was something that I was putting on, something that I'm, you know, really close to and passionate about, they actually got together and put their own personal funds towards contributing to the the cause, you know, which was so great. You know, it feels wonderful to work at a company where they encourage and facilitate other folks to, you know, go and make an impact, you know, not only in their communities, but, you know, with customers or, you know, collaborating with internal teams. I think that that, um, you know, the culture that we've, uh, you know, founded here, I think definitely encourages that. I think that's de- definitely something that Ahedians are very good at. Uh, part of our values, drive and serve. Uh, you know, you put those two together and something like helping with a fundraiser or, or helping with a children's hospital, whatever it might be, uh, we're positioned for that and we're ready to take action on it. And it feels good to work at a place like that. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And and those opportunities are so valuable. And, you know, again, kind of brings us back to that, that feeling of gratitude. Um, there's a, a lot of things for us to be grateful for, including those opportunities to you know continue to serve. I welcome anyone that wants to reach out and learn more about about Turning Point or about you know this cause, um, you know about the fundraising event that I you know have now committed myself to doing annually from here on out. Um, and I, I really appreciate the opportunity to speak about it. That's awesome, Shay. I am so proud to say that I get to work with people like you here at Ahead who are having an impact on their community. And if anybody wants to learn more, like Shay said, reach out. So thanks for uh, hopping onto the podcast today, Shay. Yeah, absolutely. Again, thanks for your time, Nick. This has been really awesome to be able to speak about it. It's something really important to me and uh, would love to hear anybody's stories or have anyone reach out if they want to, uh, to learn more. So thanks for giving me the platform. Awesome. Thanks, Shay. Ian's story of impact centers around his role as a service account manager, where he excels in identifying process gaps and pain points for clients and proactively finding solutions. By coordinating between various focused teams and aligning services with client needs, Ian has successfully enhanced team engagement, closed operational gaps, improved efficiency, shifted from reactive to proactive approaches, and expanded the scope of services provided to clients. Ian's passion for his work stems from the sense of purpose and fulfillment he experiences when witnessing client satisfaction, driving him to continue making a positive impact and maintaining a high level of energy and enthusiasm. Hey folks, I got Ian here on the podcast with me today. Ian, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, super excited. I'm also going to be honest with you. I don't have that much of a view, I think, into our managed services side of the business. So I'm also excited to kind of learn uh, more about that today with you. Awesome. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to talk about it. Yeah, it's, for it's sure. uh, definitely a happening place. <laughs> yeah, before the call, you were telling me that you're actually located on the West Coast, but you provide service full time on the East Coast. That's how I do it. Yep, I'm in Spokane, Washington State, and um, the the main company that I serve as a dedicated service account manager is actually in Cincinnati downtown. So that's uh, kind of fun, <laughs> but I yeah. actually love it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, so kind of, you know, what I was talking about earlier, learning more about the managed service teams, like I'm, I'm interested how you are making an impact inside ahead with our clients. Well, you know, it, it, this, when, when you have the role of a service account manager, you're just one person uh, out of many. So it really depends a lot on the team. And I, I tell you what, I work with a lot of great team members within ahead managed services. My role is to focus on one particular client. I'm, I'm dedicated on them. 
And they are a great client, super engaged, uh, full of all kinds of activity. And it really requires uh, our different managed services teams to all work together and work very efficiently. And I would say that we have definitely really stepped up to the challenge. So I'm, I'm really lucky in my role to just be in the middle of a lot of it as, as a SAM or as a service account manager. So tons of moving pieces to our service delivery and constant collaboration with the client's teams, you know, so kind of what that looks like is we've got multiple cadences, right? Internally with our engineers and with our client's engineers um, at different levels and departments uh, with the services that we provide them, right? So we have good feedback loops, uh, really good focused problem resolution sessions, and there's just really overall a whole bunch of accountability and, and sometimes on short timelines too, like quick turnarounds and things like that that we really have to be on our toes for. So my involvement has been to just keep tons of balls up in the air, uh, really a lot going on all the time across all of our focus teams and coordinate between our services and, and the clients. If it's okay with you, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about, you know, when I started and kind of what, what we've been working on just a little bit more. Yeah, I'd love to. Cool. So it, it was, I think, just right in the end of January or early February when I began supporting this account, you know, about six months ago, and it was just coming out of a, a big net new project. They had uh, spun up a bunch of production servers in a data center in, in Cincinnati and then a, a secondary DR site in, in DC. And so they've also moved into their new office, office downtown since he is, is kind of, they moved away from their, their prior parent company. And there's been a lot of change going on there. So with all the new services, we've needed to set up, I would say tailored, more tailored processes and, and training for our teams to support you know, their business and their objectives with their clientele. So there have been things like infrastructure performance tuning, um, triage issues, I would say that we needed to close some gaps on and then automating some alert assignments, kind of firming up uh, security patching on the infrastructure, software deployment schedules, and, and a lot of things like that, right? One of the things I, I enjoyed doing was interviewing their key team members so we could listen to them, get, get what they were most uh, concerned about resolving first, kind of the most pressing needs. And then what we've done is turn around and built better processes around those things. So it, it, it took a lot of work. I would say like a lot of multiple iterations and it does continue to, right? As, until we get things to where we need, right? Lots of back and forth with the client, I would say, until things are just right. But it's, it, it's worth the extra time and the effort because it, it pays off where they feel the traction, they see the improvement and overall just feels great. Everyone just wants to feel seen and heard and it sounds like you're doing a great job with the client doing that making sure that you're on top of it listening to their pain points understanding their points of view and then figuring out solutions for that amazing well it's a it's definitely a team effort right um the, the way that the sam is going the way that it's going with the sam is kind of the way that managed services in general are going so you know if, if things are going well with the way that the, the sam is working through things that just means that the responsiveness that needs to happen on the back end from all of the many individuals and managed services across the, the services that we provide to that client, they're doing what they should and they're doing a good job. And there's so much credit that uh, needs to be given to to those people because they are working hard and it's it's awesome working with them. Yeah, shout out to those folks getting it done and, and, uh, and making us look really great. What are the bigger results of your impact? Well, one of the things that I think makes the biggest difference for the role that I'm in is just that by closing some operational gaps and increasing the service delivery efficiency, it's made our CSAT go up. You know, it's, it's trending in a positive direction. And I think that's the, the most important thing because 
I've just kind of noticed a correlation where if you're, you know, if, if you have good CSAT uh, internally, you know, you feel it as well, right? So our teams know that when they're doing a good job and the client's happy about it, it's kind of like this cycle and, and, it, and it gives us all like positive momentum and, and uh, increases our desire to just keep doing more of the same. So I think it's that. And, you know, on this particular account, our team members have just been that, you know, highly engaged, very focused and feeling that forward momentum and traction. And, and it's just been a kind of, I would say a positive cycle and just being able to work together to pivot, I would say more from out of a reactive mode to more of a proactive mode. Really, that's where you get some stuff done. Right. So there's that. And then maybe one of the things I think is important too, is just where you see one thing that you can improve. Um, there's often a good chance that that improvement can make a difference maybe for other clients or with another group. So I think one of the things that I've been happy about, maybe one of the results, you know, uh, or that I really try to conscientiously have be an impact is that some of the ideas for process improvements that, that I care a lot about and that I, I think would and do make a difference for this client, they are also kind of being considered for adoption across uh, other aspects of managed services. And I, and I love that too, right? Seeing when something can help other groups and, and, and their clients as well. In my previous role at Ahead, I was part of an internal services team that helped basically do proposal design. And when you got to see something you created go on the big screen or like get shit, all of a sudden you see it in another deck and someone came to you and they're like, hey, can you help me with this? And you see that later, you're like, whoa, like this has this has reach. This, this is making an impact and, and it's working. People like it. It's getting adopted. That, that, that feels amazing. Yep. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So uh, how does a head facilitator encourage your impactful actions? Well, you know, I, I very much appreciate how the leaders here um, in my group and, and on also just the managers of, of the particular towers and managed services, they listen and they care. Right. So I appreciate how they do that, but also how they follow up. Right. So these, you know, the, the managers I appreciate because they 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 dedicate cycles and, and resources to the issues that, that I bring to them and, and we make sure that we keep them keep them on the radar, right? To me, it's in the culture, right? They want to know how they can help and it, it just contributes to it being a great place to work for me because yeah, I mean maybe in the past, I mean <laughs> I can compare it to prior places where I've been where that was not the case, right? And so I do very much appreciate people saying, Yeah, you know, we can see that you you care enough to try and contribute to make a difference because they're right there doing the same thing. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, across the interviews I've been doing on this podcast, there has always been some reoccurring themes. And one of them is having people alongside you, like other people who are right there with you, who are experiencing what you're talking about, who are willing to roll up their sleeves and get a little dirty sometimes and get some work done. But like when you see that, it inspires it in other people. And like, you know, the people who are down there with you getting, getting the, getting the work done and making that impact. And, uh, and it's been awesome to hear that across so many different folks. Yeah, no, I, I love doing that. And that's, that's what we do. You know, we help each other. And we even did that yesterday on one of our bridge calls. Like one of our, one of our team members was having trouble with his VPN. So we figured it out together and, uh, got him where he needed to go and, and busted through things. So it's, it's just really cool because it comes with a culture, I think, where you've got people who will step in and, and help because they care. And so there's, I don't know, it just seems to me like extra accountability when you've got that in the culture. Yes, yes. I, I'm big on accountability for sure. And that is another one of the themes that has come up across so many folks. I think it's really important 
Ian, I really appreciate you sharing your stories and your experiences with me. Um, if any of the more tenured Ahedians remember, I believe our, our motto or tagline always used to be about how we're stitching everything together. And we got to hear about how that is happening through Ian's stories and experiences. And I, I've gotten better visibility into how we operate. So Ian, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Hey, my pleasure, man. Like this has been fun. It's always nice to zoom out and do the 3000 because a lot of the time we're way down in the weeds. So it's nice to to stop and just go back and say, hey, you know, like we really are doing a good job of making a difference and we just got to keep it up. Impact isn't limited to these stories alone. Making an impact is a call to action for all of us. What are you doing to make an impact today? Do you know someone who is making an impact? Make sure to give them a shout out or nominate them for an impact award on thanks. Before we go, I want to re-highlight and invite you to join Shay in supporting Turning Point of Chittenden County, an addiction recovery program in her community. Turning Point provides a vital lifeline for those struggling with addiction, offering resources, counseling, and a supportive community to help individuals regain control of their lives. They believe in the power of recovery and the potential within each person to overcome obstacles and thrive. To make an impact and support Turning Point's transformative work, we encourage you to donate to them through a Head Gives Back. Your contribution, no matter how small, can make an impact on someone's life and provide them with the support they need to embark on a journey of recovery. And remember, through a Head Gives Back, a Head matches 100% of your donations. Visit the Ahead Gives Back page on Archie today to make an impact. And thank you for joining us on this episode of the Life of the Head podcast. We hope you feel inspired to embrace your own ability to make an impact. I look forward to having you with us in future episodes. Stay tuned, stay well, and stay ahead, Aheadians.